What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another Diamond Talk podcast. As always, I am your host, Coach Jeremy. Jeremy, whatever you want to call me. And alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend, Andrew. Andrew, how are we doing, house? Doing well, Jeremy. Thanks for the uh, stellar introduction there. Absolutely. So, you know, we've been been rolling here for quite some time. Uh, I want to say this is episode 13. Um, that means it's 13 years of us rolling with the podcast season 3. Uh, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like a little bit longer, but we're moving. We're getting things done. We started this back in uh, January. For those who are just catching on to the show um, in, in, the, in, the, in the coming weeks, uh, in January we talked about season goals. I think we kicked the show off right around New Year's. So we wanted to get our goals out there as a facility, as individuals, for our teams. And now we're in April, um, and it's time to check in on those goals. And I think for us as a facility, you know, we've been doing things generally the same as we wanted to and we're making sure mm-hmm. that we're following up and focusing on the on the development like we talked about and getting our players better. And mm-hmm. now they're getting game experience, which is, which is great. Um, I think we're at two teams have already won, have brought back a plaque back home. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So we're, we're headed in the right direction, I think, for us as an organization. Now, we don't want to see ourselves peaking and going in the wrong direction. So we don't want to ever be at the top going down. We always want to be working higher, 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 and higher. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's a really good point. You know, there's we don't want to plateau and we don't want to, you know, take as too many dips. You know, when you look at it, you pull back and you look at the overarching picture. Um, of our teams, we want to see, you know, there's obviously going to be some failures in there. That's going to happen. Uh, it's baseball, first right. of all, you know, game of failure. But uh, we want to see that overarching trend going up, 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 up as much as possible sure. with all of our teams. Sure. Um, and I think for the most part, we've been uh, pretty solid with that. Um, you know, we've we've had some teams that we weren't really sure about uh, have some success and, you know, come together as a team. Coaching has been great. Um, and, uh, we're really excited to continue the season. You know, this is, this is kind of getting to our check-in point here, Mm -hmm. uh, with some of our players and parents, you know, just want to give them a quick check-in, see how everything's going, uh, address any concerns that some people might have, uh, you know, talk to the coaches, make sure we're getting their feedback constantly and consistently, um, and, uh, taking it from there. Yeah. I mean, a hundred, and you couldn't have been more spot on there. And and for those of you who were listening at home and created your own goals right when we said that, um, it's a good time for you to check in as well, like you just said, Andrew, and checking that you're working towards your goal the right way and, and you're not missing on anything. And if you're not close to your goal, making sure that you're taking the, the necessary steps and reps to get to get back on track, back on track, and and, and you finished time a sentence. That was good, but not thinking that you're in a sense of it's too late. You know, it, it's still okay. You still have time to 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 get where you want to be. Um, and if you're someone who's at your goal and you're there and you've done everything you possibly can, and maybe you're ahead of the game, start working towards the next goal. Just because you you know you're finished your first one doesn't mean it's over. Um, there's still things to to always be done. Like we say here, there's always something to be done. Game's always changing, and so should you. 100%. 100%. Making sure that your game's evolving, that you're watching the baseball game, that you're understanding why Aaron Boone walked Miguel Cabrera last night, uh, <laughs> even though he was one hit away from 3,000. It's not because he did it because he didn't want them to get the 3,000 3, hits. But if you, look, if you looked up, at the yeah. situation, it was a tie ball game. Arguably one of their best hitters up at the plate with mm-hmm. runners on uh, first and, or second and third in scoring position. 
Um, you 100% 10 times out of 10 will just walk that guy there. And if you have any baseball knowledge, you would agree 110%. Especially in the position that they're in, you know, they're not really winning too many games right now. They're kind of down on the season. Um, So they can't afford to give anything up. Right. Um, You know, sucky situation, of course. And, of course, you know, New York media, baseball media, you're going to get the feedback that, you know, Aaron Boone got last night. But, like I said, any any – Person, True baseball knowledge. Right, that has baseball knowledge and baseball IQ would understand would would understand why that happened when it when it did indeed happen. You got to remember it was late in the ball game. Mm-hmm. All you know, all we're trying to get to there is making sure you're you know building your baseball IQ. I was watching a video the other day and I can't, couldn't tell you who it was, but it was a manager in the major leagues, or what? It, maybe it might have been a college manager, whatever. But they said you know what they look for in a baseball player is not the talent because you get to a certain point where the talent is eventually there and you can work mm-hmm. towards that yep um but it's the baseball iq that's what really separates some players that's what really separates a shortstop from a second baseman that's what really separates a center fielder from a left having the baseball iq and the knowledge of what to do with the ball where not even at your position because I, i've seen in many cases where a catcher just knows what to do when He's catching, or right. right fielder just has to do what he what he has to do at a right fielder. Now, one of the key components of being a, a very good shortstop and setting yourself aside from everyone else is having that baseball knowledge and knowing where everyone has to be placed and where everyone what everyone has to be doing when the ball is hit to them. Right, it's actually something that we just went over at practice last night uh, with the fourteen U players. Um, we worked on a lot of cuts last night and just feeling out the position and making sure we're getting into position. Um, you know, being able to give out the different calls from the bases. Um, what does just cut mean? Cut, 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 and cut and hold, cut to the base, no no words at all, straight through. Um, but then I got a question of there was the wrong cut sign called uh, from the base, and I was asked, Coach, can I but, – but that's not right. That's not right. Can I switch that? Yeah, yeah. of course you can, especially from the shortstop. If you're going to be the captain of that infield, then act like it. You know, if you know something's off and something's wrong or you see something different, right, you see the base runners um, hesitating or they got some extra giddy-up behind them, you know, wins at their back kind of thing, they're moving, um, call it off, call a different play, you know, have make that adjustment on the fly. And that's not necessarily something that we can teach. You know, that's something that you pick up from playing the game you pick up from watching the game be played at a high level mm-hmm. and you have to make those adjustments on your own. Maybe the, maybe the call comes wrong from the dugout. Maybe the call comes wrong from the catcher. You know, you never know something stuff, stuff happens. Right. And you just uh, can't be a robot. Exactly. There's no one, one way to do it all. You have to be able to adapt and overcome that 100%. situation. hundred uh, percent. So to sort of build on what we talked about last week in last week's episode, we talked about travel baseball versus rec uh, baseball or, or, you know, program baseball versus rec mm-hmm. baseball and really just dove into um, to that aspect of the benefiting factors from both and how you can benefit as a baseball player from both. Um, definitely having that game experience like we talked about is, is key, um, but knowing that the worth of both travel and rec and, mm-hmm. and how they can both benefit you and then, you know, not what to look for you, from each, right? yeah. Um, and how to take advantage of each. Today we're going to be on a, on a topic that, you know, I, I know we t- we've touched on in the past, but we never really dove into it. And I think today is that perfect day to really dive into this topic. Um, it's uh, something that you see 
and you hear about mostly in programs like ourselves or like a college program or like a high school program. Um, and that and that topic is developmental or winning. And I right. think to, to sort of define both of them, what a developmental program is is a program where you're not winning. These are very two different things. Having a developmental program is making sure that your program is doing all the right things and each and every one of your players and the program as a whole is getting better. Making sure that when they stepped into your program day one, they were better from when they left your program day 160 or whatever, or the final day of the season. That's developing. That's developing as a whole. And I don't want to say, you know, a lot of people think developing is everyone doing the same thing at the same time in Mm -hmm. a line all together. This is how you feel. This is how you hit. No, right? I've seen some quote-unquote social media gurus where it's just a line of infielders all fielding the same way because that person said so. That's not developing because to me, what works for me may not necessarily work for you. And what Mm -hmm. works for you may not necessarily work for me. So if we're all do- if we're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work or I don't feel comfortable, am I truly developing? And the answer to that is no. I think what developing is, if we're deep diving into it, is making sure that I'm fine-tuning my tools and you're fine-tuning your tools, and together, collectively, we'll develop as a whole. Right. And that, it, it depends on you know what level you're really looking at. Are you looking at the basic development? Are you looking at that intermediate level? Like, let's call it... I don't know, 12 to 15, right? Right. Or are you looking at the higher level, uh, the higher end of high school, um, some better high school programs into college, minor league, that kind of thing, MLB, you know, because those guys are still developing. Development never stops. Right. If you think development stops, then, you know, this is not the sport for you. And, and quite honestly, it, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't think that way <laughs> from a life perspective. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think at least. You know, you're always trying to learn new things. You should always be trying to learn new things. Be a better person. Be a better baseball player. Be a better softball player, you know. It's it's really why I love this sport because there's always room for growth and there's always room for change and you're always learning new things from a different coach, a different teammate, a different play, a different team, a different umpire. Um, you know, you, you can always find something to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, like, that, like you said, development is really about what finding finding what works for you. Right. Um, the the bones sometimes, the skeleton of it might be the same. The end result typically is we want it to be the same, but how you get there is what changes and how you get there is is the development aspect uh, of it. Yeah. So I think and that's and that's key and, and and being able to just assess yourself as a program or as a coach of a of a program, high school, college, whatever, um, it's hard because we want to always win as a coach, yes, but we want to make sure, I think, that our kids are getting better. Um, so to be able to call yourself a developmental program, are you taking the right steps to develop, right? Because right. you can just call yourself that, but you may not be doing the extra hard work that it takes in the background. Because the fact of the matter is, and to be honest, having a developmental program is really hard. It really is. It's it's. There's nothing harder than that. It's very draining it's, sometimes. Right. It's very draining. It's long hours. you got to be, you know... Sometimes what we say to a player may not work, and they may mm-hmm. not develop right away. And you may have to take it may take an extra session, it may take an extra practice, or it may take a one on one to get that 
fine-tuning correct. And it's like you said, it's not going to happen in one session. It's, it's something that happens over time. And we, you know, going back to that word that we always love to use on the show, progression, making sure that you're progressing the right way and, and, and taking the right steps to progress in the right direction. Um, that really, like we said, is, it's just key to developing. Right. And it's, it's one of the things, uh, you know, that I love so much about this is, is that's finally seeing that day where you're working with the same kid for a month, two months, three months, four months, right? And they're a younger kid maybe. And, and then finally one day after, you know, trying to change certain things or making adjustments, trying to make adjustments here, oh my gosh, they're actually starting to do it consistently. It's not like a one-off thing. It's not every five are being done okay or the right way or every 10 are being done okay the right way. It's now there's three in a row consistently and then one or two off and then back to it. And then, you know, you start to see that and, and that's where the development happens. That's really what development means and not so much the okay can i do it when i in this in this one time one moment thing can i do it consistently yeah, 100%. um and and being able to like what you piggyback what you're saying being able to take a day off and then come back and still do it correctly exactly not take a week off or, or you know work hard for a day take a couple of days off come back and then you start from square run right. yeah. we want to make sure like this is a game that we've mentioned many many times that you need to play it every day or you need to be around it every day and making sure that you're doing your proper steps at home or whenever you get the opportunity to go out on a baseball field with somebody else it's not just your coach um to put in the right right reps uh, you know this is a game that you're only going to get out of it what you put into it mm-hmm. absolutely and to kind of digress a little bit here and on what you said about you know the program and it's it's sometimes hard to identify as a developmental program you know because as coaches as athletes as players we want to win mm-hmm. right it's in our blood it's it's in our heart and soul that we want to win and we want to compete um, well I don't think development completely takes away from that you know it's when you de- when you start to see that development and as you progress and get better that's when the wins start to come it's not necessarily your main focus but it's going to happen eventually it's going to start to happen you know and i think i mentioned it in in our last uh one of our last episodes when we were talking about rec and rec versus travel versus club um how we have the different levels of the teams here and we have a purely developmental level um we have our semi developmental level right. where there's a focus on development to winning, mm-hmm. right? It's it's almost like it's developing in order to win, right. whereas then our higher level teams are more focused on that winning aspect. Um, but it's not to say that the development still isn't there, right. you know. So again, it is a progression, and we always talk about this on this podcast is is the progression of things. Um, and that development doesn't come at the cost of winning always. You know, in the beginning, sure, it's going to be a struggle. And that's why I said it's exhausting uh, before. It really can be to not only the coaches, but it can be to the players too and the parents and, you know, whoever else is invested in this. Mm-hmm. It, it can get exhausting and tiring when you go through a season and, and you're looking back on it and you're like, well, how many wins did we actually have? Um, but, you know, again, from the developmental standpoint, don't focus on that. Yeah. Your wins have to come with 
how many double plays did we turn towards the back half of sure. the season as opposed to the front half of the season? Or how many plays did we make? How many plays did we make? How many errors did we have? Right. Did we did we shorten? Did we did, did we did we lessen the amount of errors that we had? Or how know, many from, walks did we have? How many as a pitching staff? Right. Yeah, how many strikes did we throw? How many did we did we end the season with less walks than you know that strikes. we started in the yeah. first half? Well, there's um, always something to build upon, and always a stat to look upon where you could break down and really diving into the numbers, not analytics, but the numbers of, right. the, you know, the statistics, like we said, like, you know, the K to, the K to walk ratio or the the place to error ratio. There's there's these things that you can look at that, that prove that you are a growth developmental program. Um, and like you just mentioned, winning isn't your record or winning isn't the lose win-loss column. Winning is, you know, like you said, how many double plays did we turn? How many hits did we have this season? Or, you know, how many hits did we have the first two tournaments as opposed to the last two tournaments? Making sure that we're moving in the right direction at the right time. Um, that's what winning is for a program that is developing and that is trying to get their players truly better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's it's it's awesome to see when, when you have the players on board for that, the coaching staff on board for that. Um, and, and even when the parents are on board and they understand that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for... I don't have kids of my own yet. Um, Jeremy, you don't have kids. Um, Sorry. <laughs> lost the mic here. Oh, boy. Um, so, you know, I can't speak to that from that level. But, I, you know, as as a coach and as the GM here, you know, I think of this place as my family. And I think of my teams as, you know, my little family that I, I want to run and I want to, you know, be the head of and, and see their, I want to see their development. I'm going to say this word, we're going to both say this word 4,000 more times in the next, you know, 25, 30 minutes, whatever it is. But that's where the magic happens. And if you could see your kid getting better each day or each game, each week, whatever it may be, that's where that's where you should be seeing the win. Right, and that's where you know that your your money's being put to um Put to good for good. To put right. to good use, absolutely. Just throwing money at somebody because absolutely. they told you to or whatever. Right. I mean, I think that segues us into you know really what a winning atmosphere is and or a win oriented team right. um, program might be. Uh, that's that's when you get to the that's when you get to the big leagues. Right. Um, that's you know college baseball, some college baseball, um, some high school baseball, and some club programs. Uh, you know, they are all about winning, and there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I want to make that point. I want to make yeah. that statement as that is a good thing too. There is a place for that, and there is a group of people for that, and it's a very good thing for the right people um, in the right circumstances. Yeah, and I think but that separates itself again. They're a winning program for a reason, and it didn't just – fall from the sky and, and or someone just said okay i'm going to deem this a winning program they've gotten to those steps and it's not to say that if you're a developmental program you can't win because that's that's truly not what we're trying to say here we're just trying to say if you are a developmental program making sure that you, make sure that you take the right steps to call yourself that not just you're going to call yourself that because you're not winning eventually developmental programs turn into winning programs because they do everything the right way uh, and i truly believe that making sure that at first you're, especially like when you're a new coach of a program, the first thing you want to lay down, you want to lay down the foundation. Make sure that the team and the players know what they're doing 
uh, day in and day out, making sure that you're doing the little things the right way, making sure you know the field maintenance gets done the right way. And when it's time to break down BP, that gets done the right way. And everyone's working together as a team. Building that culture and tradition is what you want to do first to lay down the foundation of your soon-to-be successful program. I've seen in many countless numbers of times where, you know, programs have nothing but talent all across their roster. And they don't have the right tradition. They don't have the right culture. And, and it really gets sucked in for the worst. And now that team that was really good on paper doesn't show it on the field. Mm -hmm. And that's that's those are some of the most frustrating times. I've been a part of it. I've seen it. Um, it it stinks. You know, it's it's rough. It's rough on everybody. Yeah. It's it's hard to be a part of um, because you expect to be so good and so dominant, and then here we are, and you're like, well, what the hell happened? All right. Um, <clears throat> so it's it's a hard thing to it's a hard thing to enact. Yeah. And and start off. Um, but you know, you have to have the feel for it. You have to have the, the talent level has to be there. Um, the camaraderie, the group chemistry, um, chemistry has to be there. Everybody has to want to be there for those right reasons. Everybody has to trust each other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you can't play this game without trusting the guy next to you. And and that's really where it starts to come from. Just like you said, having the right traditions and, and, and beginning of the day through middle and end of the day, everybody's pulling in the same direction. Yeah. Um, something that I was so proud of uh, the 11 Unites here for, um, I had practice, I think it was last week, and I was just coming in from a lesson, so I got there like a minute late, and I was expecting them to be doing their usual throw the ball off the wall, mm -hmm. playing wall ball routine, everybody's running all over the place, right? And I got back there, and my assistant coach was just looking at me and looking at them, and I look at them and I look at him, and both of our jaws were just on the floor because without saying anything, without asking them to, they're all on their knees doing dailies Good. all by themselves. And I look at them, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, we're doing our dailies, coach. We're like, what? what? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you told us to start doing these now, so we started doing them instead of throwing the ball around. I'm like, that's cool. Right. That's, that's really see. cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really proud of those guys. And that's the foundation that we talk about and the groundwork that you laid the first day of practice that you're, you're, you're able to, if you have to show up late one day, you can because you know that your kids are going to do the right thing. And I, I think that gets misconstructed sometimes because when sometimes, and this is not in every case, but this is what I've seen. When, when a coach thinks that they have a talented roster, they think that they can step back and they can just let things happen mm -hmm. without realizing that, hey, I have to make sure that I do my grunt work so that in the long run I can take a step back if I mm -hmm. need to or I don't have to be on top of them every little bit of the way. Right. Um, that's something that gets done from practice number one, team meeting number one, not midway through the season, not towards the end of the season because truth of the matter is if you get to a point in your season where you think things are falling off, the, the wheels are falling off the bus – uh, and then you try to bring that culture and tradition in and, and try to say, well, this is how we're going to do things now. It's not going to work because you've set the precedent of just letting bad habits happen. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just the way things are going to happen. There's really nothing you can do until, honestly, next season or the next time you have a different group of kids. Right. Uh, it takes a big change to right. go from that so point. 
to be able to have that winning program, that winning mindset, you have to put a lot of work and time and effort into the program. Like we said, like from the playing standpoint, um, you know, the, the game only gives you what you put into it. Same thing in the coaching aspect. The team's only going to give you what you put into it. And if you put in minimal effort, minimal practice hours, minimal, you know, time spent with the team, that's all you're going to get out of it. You know, you're, you're going to get minimal effort from the team. You're going to get minimal, you know, mindset um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just gonna, you know, they're gonna act like they're coming off like they don't care, or they could care right. less if they win right. or lose. Right. Um, but if you do the little things the right way and you teach them the little things and what exactly it actually is, you'll get a different story and a different response from your team because then they know that okay, this is an actual baseball program. This isn't just a time for us to come mess around with our buddies. We're mm -hmm. here to put in work, and we know our coach is gonna be here putting in work with us. Um, right. You know, when you need them to show up at 8 a.m. for a tarp pull, they show up at 8 a.m. to, to tarp, pull the tarp. I mean, I know you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so just making sure that, you know, you as a coach to have that winning program is doing things the right way as well. Absolutely. Um, and you know what? After those practices that week, we came out into the tournament. We did better than the first weekend, mm -hmm. the first tournament that we had. Um, you know, unfortunately, couldn't couldn't take home the chip, but – Still, we, we had a much better weekend and overall better atmosphere um, of field of play. Um, just just a better time and better practices because their mindset was changed. Right. Um, so, you know, it's and to see that from a group of 10, 11 year olds was, was pretty awesome. Uh, so, you know, it's now now it's a matter of just an idea for, for anybody who's thinking of this kind of stuff, you know. We have practice planning, right? Have a pregame plan too. Share that with your team. Don't just, you know, get to the field and and start it off. I'll let them know what the pregame plan is beforehand. Are we going to hit first? Are we going to field first? Um, stretch, then throw. Stretch, then go straight into hitting. Right. Stretch, then do dailies. What, you know, what, what does that really look like? Yeah. A lot of times you only have an hour, uh, especially in club um, well, when you're playing these big tournaments and everything like that, you can't really always get on the field. There's not always batting cages. Uh, what does that really look like? So that's going to be our goal for this weekend with the 14s. Again, we haven't played in, what, three weeks now, yeah. almost a month. So they're itching to get back out on the field, get some competition in. Um, so I'm excited to see them come ready to go to the field tomorrow, 7 a.m., bright and early, 8 a.m. start. Yeah, so that's nice. I'm hoping they're pulling that's in the nice. same direction. And I think the last thing I want to close here is even though developmental and winning mindsets are very different from each other, it takes each – well, it takes – you have to develop to be a winning program, and you can't right. be a winning program without developing. Right. So that's just important that, you know – if you consider yourself a de developmental program, you're not going to be developmental forever. Right. Because as, as the more you develop and the more you get things done and you're doing things the right way and you're actually teaching the game, the sooner you'll be a winning program. Mm -hmm. And at, with the same thing we said, you can't be a winning program without developing first. Mm -hmm. And once you get to that being that winning type of program, it's important that you maintain the winning mindset and you right. maintain and you're doing things behind the scenes to keep that winning mentality. So that you don't fall backwards and right. you don't digress and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a reason that those big programs and those big teams um, become what they are. Yeah. You know, there's, <clears throat> there's a reason Duke basketball and North Carolina 
and stuff are in you know the high levels of March Madness every year. Yeah. That you know that that's that's what it's that's what it is. There's a reason Alabama football is what it is because they got to that point and they said we're not leaving this post. Right. You know we want to we want to stick to it and this is the this is who we want to be known as. And that's not to say there's a team out there that wants to be known as a losing team. That's not true. Um, but it's how well can you progress through the steps of development and and understand, even as a team with a winning mindset, understand that there are still going to be times throughout the season where you may have to take that developmental step again, yeah. where you may have to bring it back to the basics and work on simple ground balls, simple get-to-contact, uh, dial it back into a two-strike approach, just simply put the bat on the ball, not try to do anything crazy, you know, and and go from there. But it's how fast and how quickly can you catch yourself in those moments. And I think just, again, number one thing here is always make sure you're progressing, but making sure you're aware of what you have and Mm -hmm. know what you're going to deem yourself before the season starts or before the, you know, winter workout start or whatever. Um, Because it, it... it honestly is really hard to do both. I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. It's hard to develop and win at the same time. It is because, I, like you know, we all want to win as coaches. We all want to win as players, but we got to make sure, like you said before, what winning is. Like for example, my co- with my college recruiting kids, winning isn't winning one to nothing on the scoreboard. Winning is making sure that I got the exposure that day of one of my right. shortstop, right. my second baseman. Did I do that today? Yes. Did I mention his name to somebody? That's winning. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, development program. Did we do something better today than we did yesterday? That's right. winning. And being able to just know your worth and know what it means to develop and know what it means to win. Um, and honestly, on a winning standpoint either, on, as well, I'm sorry. You know, if we beat a program 52 to nothing or, four, you know, with a big crooked number on the scoreboard, we gotta, I, I want to make sure that I did it the right way. Was I falling off on the bench? Was I not focused? Right. Was my players not focused on the bench? Was it an easy victory right. or a well-fought right. Right. There's a well there's, there's winning the right way and there's winning the wrong way. Um, you know, winning also as well isn't making isn't beating everybody that we play. Winning's making sure that we're doing the right things all the time and, and that will eventually lead to a W. Like we see all the time, we cannot guarantee wins. We can guarantee that our players are gonna hustle, we can guarantee that they're gonna do right. things the right way. We can guarantee that just they're gonna sprint on and off the field. Those are things we can guarantee. Wins and losses, a little bit different. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, folks, that's episode 13, Diamond Talk Podcast Show. I think we're on a roll here. Uh, we're going to start doing those versus topics a little bit, you know, one thing versus another and, and what it actually – we're going to break down both and what it actually means and how they can both be constructed together. Um, we seem to be having some success with that. So stay tuned for that. More of that coming in the upcoming weeks. Uh, also, stay tuned for a Wednesday drop every week. Expect to, to see a podcast out almost every Wednesday moving forward. That's going to be our day to um, drop an episode every week. So that's all I have. Winning versus developmental programs. Andrew, thank you. Nice doing it again. And, Great uh, stuff. Stay tuned.